Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts. Saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Whitmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlo. And we are back for another edition of the Rick and Johnny podcast right here on Most Valuable Podcast, your one-stop shop for superheroes, for nerdy stuff, for TV, for entertainment, for movies, for basically, Johnny, everything under the two nerdy suns. And we are back with a jam-packed show for you guys today, going to be talking a little bit about DC, going to be taking a look at Marvel, well, Fox Marvel, but Marvel, then we're going to be taking a look at some gaming, check out Too Old the Game, I'll pitch them later in the show, we're going to be talking Overwatch, the new hero, Baptiste, kind of, I say full breakdown, but we're just kind of looking at the abilities and stuff, and then what we think of the character so far. Before I get into everything, make sure to check us out on patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That is how you can help and support us. And Johnny, I actually have some big news. This is the first podcast where he is going to get his name mentioned. I hope he listens um, to the Rick and Johnny podcast. I got to look it up because we have a new $10 patron for MVP. Got to say a special thank you to Matthew Grantham who is our newest $10 patron. And, of course, if you join us at the $10 tier, you can join any podcast you want for that month talking about a topic that you would like to discuss. So if you want to join the Rick and Johnny podcast, support us at that $10 tier, and each and every month you can join the Rick and Johnny podcast. But, Johnny, let's jump into everything. Before we get into Suicide Squad, I got a special announcement, by the way. Um, you will be happy to hear this. I don't know how many of these fans we have in the MVP universe, but Dave got me watching a show yesterday mm. um, that I know you are very fond of. If yes. people watched the Rick and Johnny podcast last week on YouTube, they would have saw a character from this show on your shirt, but I am officially yes. diving into the My Hero Academia series. Watched two episodes at Dave's house yesterday, and then when I got home while I was editing stuff, I believe I watched six about more? six more. Is what I you said? on episode eight. I started either episode eight, episode nine, and then said I should go to bed because I had to wake up for this podcast mm-hmm. in the morning. But I wanted to tell you here on the podcast because I know you are a, can I say diehard My Hero Academia fan? Are you at that level? Close, but not, I don't know about there. I mean, you have a shirt. I do. I Do I have a second one at home? I do. I have a shirt, and I'm waiting for the movie to come Mm -hmm. out so I can buy it. Is the movie, so has the movie already come out? 
It it came it was out in theaters. It was in theaters. Okay. It has not come out. It doesn't come out to the end of March. Okay, so for, I for U.S. So I wanted to bring that up. Sorry, on I Japan. am just diving Fuck into you. that, and maybe now because I'm diving into it, maybe we can talk about my hero. Yeah, finally in the future. But let's get into when you finally ca- caught up on the episodes. Yes. Well, there's I three seasons right now. Well, there's three seasons, and the thing yeah. that I like about that I find funny about anime uh, kind of reminds me of like the Pokemon series yeah. from like when we were a kid it's like 25 episodes in the first season 50 in the second season 25 in the third so it's like no none of these Netflix and DC Universe series where it's like oh 13 episodes no we're hitting you with a full 25 50 yeah. episodes oh, I think in a season Fairy Tale was like first season was like tale. 50 to 70 episodes like somewhere in that range of 50 to 70 episodes like is is my is my hero your favorite anime? I don't know how deep your anime. My roots don't pool go. Is. Don't. It, it's not very deep right mm-hmm. now because I watched a few. It's up there for sure. Okay. I really like it. Mine. Just throwing it out there so people can get a gauge of where I'm coming from. Code Geass will always be my favorite mm. anime. My favorite one, hands down. You never forget your first. That's what they say, ladies uh, and gentlemen. See, you never forget your first. Technically, DBZ was technically my first. even not my first, but like my first as an adult. The first that you like went out and saw it. It wasn't like yeah. the DBZ that we all as yeah, we kids grew up got on into, that shit. Yeah, we got introduced. That's it's it's a gateway anime. It's a, it's a gateway anime. <laughs> it's a gateway drug, man. But, I didn't say drug. I said anime. But let's get into the main show. We're looking at DC to start because there's some interesting news. Um, coming out of the grapevines this week, kind of surrounding Suicide Squad 2, the Suicide Squad movie that will be um, produced and directed and written by James Gunn. And that news is that Will Smith will no longer be in Suicide Squad. His Him as Deathstroke will no longer be in the movie. And the update, and this is from on Twitter, Justin Kroll, first off tweeted... From Variety, exclusive, Will Smith exits Suicide Squad sequel after dates could not be worked out. And then in a second tweet, he said, one item I forgot to add to the story. Sources say execs are now deciding whether they will recast the role and replace Deadshot with a different character. Are are they going to recast the role? That's option one. Option two, replace Deadshot with a different character from the DC Universe to join the team in the sequel. Johnny, what I want to ask you to start is just on a base level, how should DC, how should Warner Brothers handle the exit of Will Smith from Suicide Squad 2? I think it would be better. um, I think we've gone through stuff like this before. Mm -hmm. Don't, Don't necessarily just recast a character. Unless, like, you can trick us with a such, well, trick us, like, for example, in the Marvel Universe, they did it with... Banner. Well, they no, that didn't trick us because we noted, you can notice that right away. Yeah. They, we didn't notice that, uh, I think his name is Fandrill, uh, one of the Warriors 3, mm-hmm. was swapped from the first to second yeah, movie. Zachary Levi. And, and you was, didn't notice uh-huh. because he's such a second character. Same yeah. with Rhodey. I mean, we noticed that because they, it didn't, those were all just contractual things yeah. that didn't work out. I think it's Well, the thing with Rhodey was, uh, I think it was, oh, the guy's name is something Howard, I think the actor was. He just wanted more money to play Rhodey. Mm-hmm. And then they said no, and Don Cheadle's like, I'm here. I'll play Rhodey. I'll play. Um, and then that's where he stepped in. 
Um, I don't know the Warriors three why they recasted with. I mean, maybe it just didn't work. Levi. I don't know. I I never looked into it. So. But there's numerous reasons of why you might have to change and yeah, recast. Yeah, but my thing would be like a bigger character like that, mm-hmm. unless you have to recast it. I would say if you can make the storyline work without him, just kind of write him off. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying like off screen death. I'm saying. He went back to his kid, or he decided to stay on the line so he can get back to his kid. Whatever yeah. you can make it that way, yeah. Kind of noble pursuit. And I mean, here's a here's a thing too, and this is what plays into the whole not knowing what to do. Is I think the thing that Warner Brothers has to decide, obviously, mm-hmm. is which route do you want to go, and which one will be better for the movie in general. Will it be better to Keep and of course I cut myself off here. It all depends on James Gunn too. Yeah, of what he's thinking for a story. If Deadshot is that integral to a story, like let's be honest, in Marvel there was no way you were going to get rid of the Hulk. It's no, not exactly. Like, you can't it's just not like drop you're going to say, "Well, Edward Norton's out. Let's replace the Hulk with Wolverine." I know that rights wouldn't have worked then, but just, just example example of hey, let's put a different character in for him. Because we don't want to recast. They were just like, no, we have to have the Hulk in this movie. And that's a question that needs to be answered here. And with Suicide Squad, that's an interesting part is because there are so many incarnations of this team. Like, I'm looking alone. So the original Silver Age Suicide Squad from uh, the Brave and the Bold 25 from like the 50s to the late 80s was just Rick Flagg, Jessica uh, Jessica Bright, Hugh Evans, and then Corinne Grace. Then after that, you get that first volume one of Suicide Squad, 80s into the early 90s, where you get Deadshot, Amanda Waller, um, Enchantress, Captain Boomerang is in that um, Suicide Squad. You get guys like The Penguin, Killer Frost, Velocity, Slipknot, and... That is something that I think is interesting of how important is Deadshot to that story? And looking back at Suicide Squad 1, I would say if you're going to continue off of that, Will Smith's Deadshot was pretty important to that story. Like, it was him and Margot Robbie were the two, maybe because it was just Will Smith and he was, like, one of the good performances from that movie. Yeah. I think that's what really is worth the the more of the more of the fact of it is that the mm-hmm. fact that the movie was more focused on Margot Robbie and Will Smith's characters because mm-hmm. they just like honestly they just kept focusing on those two for the most part and the other characters are just kind of on the side until yeah. you got like little detrimental points of where mm-hmm. yeah this is them uh, or this is their time to shine like um, I know he di- actually died in it the one uh, Diablo I think it was. Slipknot. Is that Slipknot? No, Slip- Slipknot was the one that so Slipknot died in was, the beginning. Yeah. Diablo was at the end with the, he was the fire guy. When he actually turned into like the yes. full on I thought you were demon. talking about the beginning. No, Slipknot, Slipknot was, was just tried to run away Slipknot, like, was and got the, his head exploded. Yeah, Slipknot was the like the one Spoilers, off. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for Suicide Squad 1. Um, Slipknot was the one that like they used that character to make an example of. Yeah, basically. Like, hey, we don't really care. This was, mm-hmm. this one's a throwaway. We'll do that. But yeah, I mean, you got I mean, there's probably other characters you can replace them with. Am I familiar? <clears throat> Excuse me. Am I familiar with them? Not really, but 
Here's the big one people are throwing out, and I just want to throw this your way. Mm-hmm. Um, because here's another thing I want to throw on on top of it first, is that there's no cast list right now. Like, we do not know, James Gunn-wise, mm-hmm. what, he, like, what characters he wants to use. Like, people are assuming that, because I'll read it here from the Screen Rant article I'm looking at. Um, while no casting has officially been announced... For Guns, The Suicide Squad, um, which will technically be a sequel to Ayers' film, but is expected to also try and reinvent the property, Variety sources say that Warner Brothers and DC always planned on asking both Smith and co-star Margot Robbie to return. Smith's departure is reportedly tied to scheduling conflicts, which isn't hard to believe when one considers how much he works. The split is said to be an amicable one. Um, as for Robbie, one assumes she'd likely be, are likely to work something out to return as she's already set to star in Birds of Prey for the studio. So, so is clearly maintaining a positive working relationship. Losing Smith's Deadshot is a clear blow to Suicide Squad, though, um, as his and Harley's presence could have served to placate fans of the first film that aren't pleased about the change in creative direction. Here's something that people are throwing out that I want to throw your way. Mm-hmm. Think back to BVS when yeah. we saw that. At the end of BVS, you had, and I know that DC is going on a different kind of path where they're kind of not making anything like, yeah, they're connected, but it's not like we're trying to get a DCEU, where it's kind of like, hey, we got a cool Aquaman story here. We got a cool Wonder Woman story here. Oh, for this year, we want to bring them together for a Justice League movie. Like, that is their plans. Let's tell all these individual stories. Oh, and then we'll bring them together for a Justice League movie eventually. Mm-hmm. Like, there they're together, and then they split off again. There are some people out there that are saying, think back to the end of BVS one of the villains we saw was supposed to be a bigger part in that Justice League film, but wasn't after everything that happened with it. You had, um, and I'm going to get his first name wrong, Joe Manginello, who was the Deathstroke character. Yes, We saw that's him right. at the end. People are saying, give me Manginello's Deathstroke character. Have him step in. As the replacement to Deadshot in Suicide Squad. How would you feel about that? And is that something that Warner Brothers should look to do because they already have the actor in the role, they already have his presence, or should they look to go a different way and bring in somebody? Let's say they're not going to do Deadshot. Should they bring in Deathstroke and Manginello's version, or should they say, hey, we're going to go with a different character and fit something else into this? I mean, that would be like a decent supplement because, I mean, they have generally the same... Mm-hmm. characteristics i mean one also one's assassin of like straight up blades. firearms and one's yeah. blades and will use firearms mm-hmm. so i mean that would be an interesting one to go off of because then you can just kind of change up some of the kills in different ways in the mm-hmm. film than like just straight up shots yeah and i mean to me the only thing that i thought about when i saw that mm-hmm. was how many versions, and I, I get that I'm, or I should say I'm kind of getting that DC is keeping the TV series on the streaming service 
different than their movies. Um, like the TV shows are within their own universe, which that isn't even clear enough because, I mean, you do have references to like in Doom Patrol. I think it was episode two. Cyborg references the Flash. Hmm. Like, oh, he's not really that fast. Um and something like that. And like Aquaman has been referenced in a either Titans or Doom Patrol. And the question is, are they just referencing those like, hey, the TV series are in this little bubble. Mm-hmm. Of course, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Aquaman are going to be in that bubble. Yeah. But over here we have like multiverses. This is a multiverse here. The TV is a different multiverse. So this Batman is different than that Batman. Is that what they're going for? Or when they reference the Flash on Doom Patrol, are they referencing um, Miller's Flash from the TV or from the movies? It's not that sure. So to me, the question is, if they're separate, doesn't matter. Have Deathstroke in it if you want. Mm -hmm. If they're connected, though, then it becomes a little tricky because I'm assuming Deathstroke is going to be in Titans Sooner rather than later. Like, the two baddies that I thought of right off the bat for Titans when they announced it, oh, Trigon and Deathstroke. Yeah. And then with Deathstroke, you better give me Terra because I love that character and I love how Deathstroke manipulates her to go against the Titans. Um, Since I think they are keeping them separate, I think when the Flash is mentioned in the TV, Mm -hmm. that's a Flash that is the TV version's Flash and not um, Miller's Flash. Yeah, that Because of that, I feel like they could have Deathstroke in the movies and in TV, but would you want that? Would you want two versions of the same character? We already had Slade Wilson death, um, Deathstroke in the TV version. So in C, but the CW is different. I so know. I'm saying, though, we've had him, on TV. We've had him in, like, and Arrow. that's the thing. We've had him in Arrow... We haven't had him yet in the DC Universe series, and now we've kind of, we've seen him a little bit. We saw him walk up on a boat. Um, yeah. For the movies, do you think in the CW? I kind of write to the side because he's no longer in Arrow. Like we're past True, that yeah, story. True. We're past that story arc. Just for the TV and movies. Mm-hmm. If you're Warner Brothers, if you're DC. Are you okay with having two versions of the same character kind of going on at the same time? As long as these universes aren't actually connected, yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. Because it, I mean, it's just like from t from actual TV, mm-hmm. CW TV to the the fil- the films. Because really, the only one that was kind of conflicting was we had two versions of the Flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that basically, and I mean, technically Gotham, but like little Bruce, older Bruce, exactly. Really that's- doesn't really no it doesn't really hit that too badly so. really the actually we do have two we have the flash from CW flash and movie flash mm-hmm. and now streaming cyborg and to movie cyborg but we've only seen movie cyborg in one film two? and I don't know if they're in Justice League yeah no you're um, right because we only saw a glimpse of him in Batman v Superman and I don't know if there's any that cyborg movie that they were originally going to do mm-hmm. I haven't heard much about it right now the only movies I hear on the slate Joker Wonder Woman um, Aquaman they announced will be 2022 yes um, and then obviously the Flash movie yes um, that they want to get out obviously Birds of Prey 2 um, as that's filming now Um but yeah, like, 
Do they? I'll ask you this too. Mm-hmm. Do they need an actor like Manganiello to fill? Like, do they need a big actor to fill Will Smith's shoes? I would say it would help because you took out. Well, you didn't take him out. You have one of your big actors isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm. Might help to have another bigger name actor to mm-hmm. fill that slot. Because you, if as long as you have Margot Robbie, that's one of your big name ones. Yeah, now. she was. Let's be honest, she's the the front of. She that. will be the front. Yeah, yeah. as long like, as she's coming back Will's, too, which I'm pretty sure she will. Even with Will Smith there, she was the face in my mind. Yeah, it wasn't Will Smith's Suicide Squad. No, it was Harley Quinn's Suicide Squad. She was the face of that unit. Yeah, but um, I mean, I. I think you can as long you should try to get a bigger name actor unless you're gonna like try and fill the um, let me see if I can get the names like you're gonna find some other roles to fill in like for mm-hmm. El since El Diablo's deceased you'll find someone to maybe fill in for him mm-hmm. uh, et cetera et cetera maybe you'll get some bigger names when you fill those roles back in with other characters now well because here's another interesting thing and this is me just throwing a little bit to the pot into the pot into the mixture mm-hmm. to get your juices flowing. I know they're not the exact same, but James Gunn coming from Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Think about that team for a second, those actors. Chris Pratt, arguably you could say, did Guardians kind of catapult Chris Pratt, Pratt's career mm-hmm. and make him even bigger than he was. But Chris Pratt. Then you have Dave Batista, who, yes, acting-wise was kind of just getting his chops under him. But as a entertainer, he's already got he a following. Built a following from the WWE, and then you've got what Groot and Rocket, Bradley Cooper, who was coming off of the Hangover, Hangover, mm-hmm. Limitless. Like he was a guy that's like people know who Bradley Cooper is. Same with Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel coming off of the Fast and the Furious movies. So I mean, I would say every one of those. Even let me see Zoe Saldana. Yeah, let me see the movies she was because I'm not. Familiar. familiar with what she was. Oh, Star Trek. Mm-hmm. She was in Star. So let's see, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, she was in the Star Trek movies. Two Star Trek movies before Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, I would say although people might not be like, oh, I know her name right away. Plus, with her, it was a little different because when you're covered in green, um, yeah, it's kind of hard things. to like. Like people could see in the face, like, oh, that's who it. Who the actress she also is. is an avatar. Don't forget that. That too. Um, so most of these actors and actresses for Guardians of the Galaxy had a, I will say, have had a foot firmly planted in the entertainment scene. Whereas you think back to Suicide Squad 1, how many of those actors and actresses from the main team did you know going in? Besides, let's say, Margot Robbie Will Smith. Not really. I also didn't even know many of the, like about half the character, or mm-hmm. a little under half the characters I didn't really well, know let's about. Be honest, I was the same way for Guardians. Like, who's El Diablo? Who's Slipknot? Mm-hmm. Who's Enchantress? I knew of Killer Croc. I knew of Katana. Yeah. And Captain Boomer- Boomerang, same thing. It's the only ones mm-hmm. that, like, oh, Harley Quinn and Deadshot. I know of them. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's Rick Flag? Yeah, and I mean, that's the whole thing of, with me, the thing they need to decide, they need to decide two things. First off, are they going to recast Deadshot or replace Deadshot? How important is that character to the story? Number. I mean, the other question is, can you find a replacement to kind of like finagle in there and not 
have Deadshot. What do you mean? Can you find can you find a character that can do the same things or like play the same way, play it in there the same way kinda, Deadshot could? Kind of like you're saying how Deathstroke would could work. be a, a fill in. Yeah, there's part of me that's like I get where you're coming from with yeah. that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I that's don't one, know if that makes. A that's huge... the one. Th- that's the one thing I'm saying. Like you, it can like to think about mm-hmm. is like, hey, because it depends on can the story. We, can we replace him? Can we not? Uh-huh. Like in that sense, is like is he that detrimental to the story where we can't just like. Mm-hmm. Can we throw any character in there, or can we just? Does it have to be that close of a character? That's another question. Like you have to throw in there, but yeah, that's another thing. It's got it in my mind. It's got to be a character the casual fan at least knows about. Because mm-hmm. like Deadshot, I would say isn't diving too deep into the not too hard. Gallery. Yeah, it's like not... you might. More people than not, I would say, know who Deadshot is than like Diablo, or know who Deadshot is than Enchantress. That's just me assuming. Yeah. I don't have any data for that. Yeah. Um, I would think so, too, because, like, I even heard of Deadshot, and I'm not a huge DC guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I mean. Well, and it's like, too, like, I'm even lo- I'm looking, basically, at different, because there's a ton of freaking villains that have been in. And the other thing you got to think about, and why Deathshot or Deathstroke might be the best option is... You're not going to use Black Adam because you're setting him up in the Shazam movies. Um, really, do you use any Batman kind of villain? Do you use a Poison Ivy? Do you use a Penguin? Do you um, cast a, I think Clayface was in the um, Suicide Squad at one point. Do you go with them? Because there's just so many Batman villains to where, hey, Matt, you're not going to use this guy? Cool. We're going to take him. Obviously, you're not going to use Speedy because the Flash movie wants to set up the Speedster universe. Mm -hmm. You're not going to use Killer Frost in my mind. So it's like, will it become, okay, we're not going to recast Deathstroke. All right. We're not going to recast Deadshot. All right. We have to go with Deathstroke. That's going to be kind of the decision that they make. Any final thoughts before we move on into I mean, you could use KG Beast. (laughs) You just like that name, don't you? I, I thought it was funny. See, I'm also looking. Like, I mean, it looks just like Deathstroke. Oh, uh, he, here's Johnny's favorite. You ready for this? Oh god, the Sportsmaster. Oh god, the sports because Johnny's the a big you, sports guy. How did you find that the one? Sportsmaster, the Wikipedia page. I'm on the Wikipedia page. Which he one? was uh, the bottom of volume one. He oh, was okay. the bottom of the first reincarnation. I was in volume four. Yeah, and the. Uh, that's, that's where I found another, KGB. That's another thing. Which uh, volume do you go with? Which volume? Like which years of Suicide Squad? Are you going to base off of? Are you going to go with? Because um, you're not. I don't think you're going to go with Power Girl. You're not going to go with Hawkman. And this is getting towards the end. Yeah, you know what? It, it's interesting to see which way they're going to go. And we're not going to know until James Gunn officially. Gets that script done. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think. How big of a blow? First off, how big of a blow is it that Will Smith won't be in Suicide Squad 2, if any, in your mind? And then number two, what would you do with the character? Recast Deadshot and keep him in? Would you replace him with uh, Manginello's um, Deathstroke? Would you re- Would you replace him with a different character? Let us know what you guys are thinking down below. And Johnny, let's move on. We're going from DC into the Marvel 
Universal, really Fox, but eventually it'll be Marvel. Um, apparently, I read an article that the Disney Fox deal is taking a big step forward. Didn't get Ooh, to, is it? didn't actually get to read the article. I read the headline that said that. Um, I'm hoping to get to that today to um, hopefully be like, ooh, we can get the X-Men in the Marvel Universe soon um, and interacting with those movies. But uh, before we get into X-Men, I just got to throw out there, make sure to rate and review the Rick and Johnny podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. The The more high reviews that we get, gets our podcast into the ears of more and more people. So if you could please help us out, that would be great. But Johnny, we are talking about X-Men Dark Phoenix today because I read an article this week, basically kind of pitting, not pitting, that's not the word, um, showing all the comparisons um, to Last Stand, X-Men's Last Stand. I'm going to go through them really quick. And all these, the article that I looked at said spoilers for Dark Phoenix, I don't think they're spoilers because they're all in the trailer, and most of them are assumptions that we're making from the trailer. Number one, Jean looks and dresses identically in X-Men Last Stand and Dark Phoenix. Number two, Professor X hid Jean Grey's true power from her. Number three, Jean Grey kills a major X-Men character at her home. That one's speculation because of obviously what we saw from the trailer with her kind of forcing Mystique back. Many people are like, oh my God, Mystique's going to die. And there are many people that are like, oh my God, Jennifer Lawrence is going to die. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, a villain manipulates Jean Grey. Number five, Jean Grey hides out with Magneto. That's a speculation because of the scene from the trailer where she's basically collapsing his metal helmet. She also does um, go up onto to his him. head. And there's a other scene, I think, from the first one where... Um, and she, he's like, he, you're not asking for permission. permission. Yeah. You're, that's the part you're talking about? Yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off and kind of uh, blow, blow the load that you were trying to uh, put out there. Um, but then but mutants are imprisoned and transported. We see that in the trailer. And then very last, the X-Men and the Brotherhood have a destructive fight. So, Johnny, I'm going to ask you, um, will X-Men Dark Phoenix just be a bad rehash of Last Stand? I can really hope not. Oh, because uh, luckily, if, like, what, three of those were speculation? Well, speculations. I'm saying speculation because of the trailer, but let's be honest, I'm uh, I'm assuming they're going to be true. It's what we saw in the trailer, I'm assuming... Like I saw what in the trailer, I'm like, oh great, Mystique dies. That I thought the same exact thing. I mean, who knows? I mean, that the, we just, we don't see anyone actually die. We just see a grave covered in black, uh, mm-hmm. whatever that was. They're painting the picture for me, Johnny. We see Mystique get blown back. We know how strong Jean Grey's power is. Yeah. Who do you think that grave is? I, I mean, I'm not gonna assume because mm-hmm. I mean. We don't see who it is. I mean, for all we know, because we... Johnny's like, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not going to speculate on that because, I mean, I'm my the first thought when I first saw it, he's like, oh, so Green Jean Grey dies. Maybe. Maybe. Do you think they'd kill off Jean Grey? Maybe because they what, what do they have to lose anyways? It's being bought <laughs> out by Marvel. <laughs> what do they have to lose? Uh, <laughs> to be honest. It's, it's funny that you say that because um, I... Plus, Again, another article. Didn't they, think, didn't they think in the cartoons? Did they not think her dead for the longest time throughout yeah, a part of it? Bit. 
Yeah, you're right. So and then I she mean, came back. Exactly. That could be. It but could. maybe they could have said like they <laughs> let her. They she died in this one. They did in the other movie too. From set two to three is they. Yeah. She died. Mm-hmm. I just with me. Everything I see about this movie, and I knew this is what this topic was going to turn into. Yeah. Um, even though it's not the title, um, everything I see about this movie does not make me want to go see it. Like, like I told you coming into the podcast today, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to be dragged to this movie by myself. Yeah. Um, like not I'm dragging, like not going by myself. Obviously, I'm going with you. Like I'm going to be split into two halves and half of me is going to go do we have to see this shitty movie and then the other half is going to go come on we're going to see x-men um that's just how i feel with it like there is nothing that they have shown me thus far that has gotten me excited for this movie like anything we're and that's the one thing that is it because like and here's i'm Throwing this out because this is kind of like a therapy thing. I'm throwing it to you mm-hmm. and everyone watching and listening at home or in the car, wherever you are. Am I feeling this way because I'm seeing these trailers and I'm seeing all these connections to X-Men Last Stand? And I'm like, so you don't have any new takes on this story? Um, like, First Class was a new take on the origin of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. Then you had Days of Futures Past, which I wasn't super high on. I didn't think it was an amazing X-Men movie, but I didn't think it was terrible. Um, then you had Apocalypse, where I was like, it was better than Days of Futures Past, but it was no X-Men first class. And now I have this one where I'm looking at it, and it's like, so it looks like you just said, hey, we did X-Men first class. Let's just do that again. Or is it because... I already know what's going on with the Disney Fox deal. Is that influencing my attitude on this? I don't know. I don't know if it's because it could of be a little bit. what I'm seeing or because of what I know is on the horizon. And I'm just so excited for what Disney Marvel can give us more so than Fox X-Men. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I was, to be fair, you didn't have a high expectation when it came to Fox X-Men movies. I mean, I... X-Men First Class, I really liked. Yes. Like, even the first three. Like, we were... How old were we for those three? I don't even think part remember. of that, too, was, like... I, I try to keep an idea that also, like, there's some... This, not nostalgia mm-hmm. effect, necessarily, but, oh, my God, the, we're, getting our, we're getting X-Men movies. Yeah, so the first three movies, I don't really, like... In my mind, I don't criticize them a ton. No. Because, like, we were 10 when the first one came out. Um, and I was just... Flipping excited at that point to see X like an X Men movie. Movie. Then X Two X Men United was when we were thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. That was three years later. And then Last Stand was when we were sixteen in high school. So ten, thirteen, sixteen, and then First Class was when we were twenty one. Um, Days of Futures Past was when we were twenty four. Apocalypse was 26, and now Dark Phoenix will be 29. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, like, is it because I know what's on the horizon that Fox is getting, like, that X-Men are going from Fox to Disney? Or is it from what I'm seeing? What are you feeling 
Because this is a lot of my feelings. Like, yeah, are you, know you on par with me? Are you because you're more of a Marvel guy than me? You're like, I'm going to try to be more optimistic. Are you just saying that because you don't want to be down on this? What's going on in that little tin can? I want to I want to give it its chance because, yeah, I think maybe even they knew they had an idea that like, well, we may not be. We may not be Fox Marvel for much longer. We're going to mm-hmm. be bought out by Disney. And then that may have played into it for them as well as for us that like, hey, Disney's going to buy them out soon enough. We're just waiting for that. Mm-hmm. But then the other side is like you would think they would want to go out on a sort of a bang. So I got I'm having some hopes for it. That's not a complete rehash of number three. Mm hmm. And I mean, there's some stuff that looks a lot more exciting than that number three was. See, and not to give it like, not to like criticize um, one through three, because like you said, we were like, what, 10 through 16 for those? Yeah, 10, 13, 16. You know, it's the thing. Oh, I just had it. What, what you just said, where you want to give it to benefit of the doubt. Oh, you brought up the. Here's the thing that's going to piss me off about it, huh. if this is true. If it's like if we go to see the movie and it is plainly clear that like, wow, you can tell that they were like, well, we're getting bought out by Disney. Why care about this film? Like if that's the attitude I get from this one, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. Because it's like, why? Like, first off, we made the joke. At the beginning of like, oh, why even come out with the movie? Like, why why try to make your money? Like, Disney's going to have it. Let them have it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we knew they were going to come out with it to get the money. Like, there's even something that I saw this week about New Mutants. About how... I'm going to pull it up really quick because I don't want to... I don't want to give any fake news here um, on the podcast. Not about that fake news. But yeah, yeah. No fake news. Uh, But I mean, there's... Even an article from like yesterday that said the new mutant reshoots still haven't happened and aren't planned. So in my mind, is that movie still going to happen? Yeah, really. It's still on the freaking chart. Like I like that movie is probably going to be even worse than this one. You're is. anticipating for this one? Oh man! Like I think New Mutants is going to bomb so horribly. Um, and I wonder if these end of these Fox movies that come out are just going to be painfully of like, yep, we knew it was the end. Like I saw an article that I had mentioned to you um, before we hit the record button. It said X-Men Dark Phoenix director is prepared for it to be the end. And you were even like, wow, that bodes uh, some confidence. What the exact quote is, is here's what it says from the article. While there has been much speculation about how this may have already affected Um, the X-Men franchise and the MCU, Um, the delicate nature of the Disney-Fox deal means there's no that no concrete plans have been made yet. Speaking to EW about this week's release of the new trailer of Dark Phoenix, the director of Dark Phoenix, um, Kingsburg, or Kinberg, said that he has no idea if this will be the final movie to feature the current cast. He says in a quote, I truly don't know. I haven't had formal talks with Disney. I know Kevin Feige very well, but we haven't had formal talks because until the merger is official, there's they're not allowed to have those kind of talks and conversations with the folks at Fox or myself. Like they're not even and I'm interjecting here, they're not even allowed to say to us what 
they're allowed to do. They can plan behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but they can't even say like, oh, yeah, X-Men movie 2021. Um, like they couldn't do that. Yeah. Going on with the quote, though, um, what's interesting is obviously I started this movie long before Disney purchased Fox and I approached the movie knowing that it was the fourth movie with our first class cast and that the Phoenix story for me is the ultimate X-Men story. They approach the movie, the movie like it was the culmination in some ways. Not that there couldn't be other movies, but I did approach the movie as if, like, if you spent 20 years of living with this family, this is the movie you see the family truly tested, fall apart, and hopefully come back together. There was something about that sense of closure for the family, that sense of test, that sense of loss, it felt like not this is the end necessarily, but this is it for them. What are your thoughts now hearing his quotes? I don't know. Just I have one thought that keeps going through my head is that if this thing, this one bombs mm-hmm. and let's say they do come out with New Mutants and that one bombs, it's almost the thought of to me of like, you guys just trying to like set up for failure before mm-hmm. Marvel gets it, just because the casuals won't go see it because they not like some casuals don't realize the difference between the two. So, and let me just wrap my head around this. Yeah, are you maybe speculating that maybe Fox was like, "Hey, Disney's gonna buy this. Let's tank these two properties to bring that X Men stock down." Is that what you're saying? I'm saying I'm hoping that's not the case. Hoping like they not say accusing anyone of but anything. But you're saying that if, flame might if be they like both, that might be a possibility. If they both tank, yeah. That would be a thought that would go through my okay. head. So if they're both really bad, Johnny would be like, huh, did you tank on purpose? Yeah. Did you tank on purpose so that like the casuals knew- will be like, Well, I've never seen an X-Men movie yeah, again? Yeah, exactly. Kind of like how Fan Forstick. Yeah. I hope it's not that bad. I hope it's not fan four stick bad. If it is, then we have our own slew of problems. Here's another thing, and just from that quote that yeah. got me thinking. We have said before, like we've talked about who is going to be Wolverine in the MCU. Yeah. I don't think this cast sees the light of day with Disney. Mm-mm. And the reason why is, A, Disney's going to want to do their own thing. Um, Disney's not going to bring in... I don't see Disney bringing over the people from Fox. Number two, if this movie flops, which, you know what? I didn't even look this up, and I should right now. Last Stand, Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Do you want to guess the score for X-Men Last Stand on Rotten Tomatoes? 47. Close. Tomato meter, a 58%. The audience score a sixty-one percent. See that I wish I didn't drop it the ten points because I was going to say fifty-seven. I'm like I'm going to drop it a little bit. Where first class, just to compare it. Yeah. Um. Let's see. First class. Come on, give me give me this tomato. Um. Yeah. X Men first class tomato meter eighty-six. Audience eighty-seven. A lot better of a movie. So, like, if this does the same, if not, like, because here's the thing. 
if it's a bad rehash of X-Men Last Stand, in my mind, it's going to have worse scores than X-Men Last Stand. Because um, usually the next reincarnation does worse than the first one. Yep. If it's just a bad rehash of Last Stand, why would Disney say, hey, let's keep these guys around? These guys got less than a 50 on Rotten Tomatoes. The critics hated it. Why would we? Like, give me the argument, Johnny, for if it does bad, why Disney would even want to keep this cast around and not have their own? No, they wouldn't. And that's the thing. It's Johnny's like, like, Ricky, I can't come up with an argument. And for that's you. the thing. It's not not only the actors and actresses, they might want to think about keeping mm-hmm. the actors and actresses because they're they may be doing a good job. Mm-hmm. It's the producers and the directors and, and the all writer. them and the writers. It's like, yeah, no, you guys are gone. There's like a few of these actors that I love them in the role and mm-hmm. they fit really well in the role they're playing. But they may not, if like they don't keep them all, any of them, like they don't keep a certain amount of them, they're not going to keep any of them. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like Disney likes to find, and Disney's really good at finding actors to fit the roles of the characters. Now, the one thing I want to look up really quick is that, ah, there it is. That is what I was looking for. So... This news was from December, obviously. Um, yeah. With the script of, let's see, finding it here. So apparently, mm-hmm. let's see. I'm just going to read this article out loud really quick. Feige, this is about Feige um, reviewing the Dark Phoenix script way back yeah. in December. Um, That's right. They gave it to him to look over. Feige has said numerous times that he intends to focus on the projects right in front of him and plan the characters he currently is. Uh, Not until we're given word. He's talking about the deal. Um, Yeah, it doesn't say. Apparently, he was given the script to review Mm -hmm. back in December. And the thing that I am interested in to see is after this movie premieres, I am interested to see if some of the news comes out, like Kevin Feige. Yeah, I told him to change that. I told him not to do that. I advised them against that. And how much of it will be, did did the director, did the writers not listen to a word Kevin Feige Mm -hmm. said? Because here's the thing I would think, Johnny. If I was writing a script and I gave it to Kevin Feige and Kevin Feige told me to change stuff, you know what I would do? Change it. Change it. Because he knows what he's like. The Marvel films, and I know there are people out there that are like, there are some people out there that are like, ah, not all Marvel films are that great. Like Ant-Man number one isn't an amazing film. Um, It's a good film. It's funny. But it's not like amazing. Um, And I know that Mark is one of those guys. Um, Mark is also, I believe, and Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, um, that Marvel is like they have their formula and they stick to it. Um, So, of course, there's that camp out there. But I believe Kevin Feige, with the movies he's been attached to, to where it's like if he gave me some pointers on my script, I would pretty much think about changing them 80%. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like 80% would lean towards, yeah, make this change compared to the – 20% 20% of doubting him. I just, I wonder if 
there were things they said, hey, you should do this, you should do that. And, and like, I wonder if they were like, nope, not going to do that. That doesn't fit with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's going to come out after the movie premieres. I would like to know now, like, what changes, or at least some of the changes he said to make. Or and if the they thoughts did or, he had about it. Yeah, and if they did or didn't, because mm-hmm. now, like... Again, we had, we do have to wait and see if this movie's going to be any good or not. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I get your concerns. Just uh, I, I, as a Marvel fan, I have optimism, and hoping it's not a rehash, because I would be I would I'll agree with you that I would be kind of pissed. And then like if I, again, like you said, we don't know if New, New Mutants is even on the board anymore mm-hmm. necessarily. Like yeah, maybe it's or if they were just like you know what, it's gonna like that's another one too of like hey. That one's testing so low. You know what? Let's not even waste the time, waste the money with reshoots. Let's just put it out with what we got right now. Yeah, Let's uh, try to make our money, like make, make some, some of, of our money, money right back. Now. Like, oh, and that's gonna that's gonna be the last taste we have in our mouth is New Mutants. Yeah, but again, that like kind of um, puts a bad image for the the casual, like the casual casuals that mm-hmm. don't necessarily like. I've got people that I've talked to, like they bring up. They're talking Marvel, like uh, mm-hmm. Disney Marvel, and all of a sudden go X Men. I'm like, not the same thing. Yeah. And they look at me like, one's Fox owned, one's Disney owned, and they look, stare at me like, yeah, I didn't know that. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, they are separate properties. Yeah. Which is why you've never seen crossovers. And that's why I feel like when, and we've talked about this before, when X Men comes over to Disney, just. Wipe that slate clean. Mm-hmm. Let me wipe that slate clean, disinfect it, clean it off spray real the white, nice. Spray the whiteboard with uh, some, I almost said Febreze, but it's Windex. Yeah, we're, we're, we're wipe we're, it all down. We're getting that slate nice and clean for those new actors. Which we found out not too long ago, you can't do that with our whiteboard yeah, anymore. No, you can't. <laughs> uh, we have had, so speaking of that, I'll do this at the end, a little kind of story time with yeah. Rick and Johnny. Um so we've had a show idea in the kind of pipeline for, what has it been, two years now? This is longer than our show's it, been around. It's basically been longer than our show that we've wanted to do this. Um, it's basically Deadliest Warrior, but comic book characters. Mm-hmm. Um, comic book, like nerd, like anime. We had a ton written on a board. We even had a first season planned out. Yeah, for, I um, think first and second season planned just out. Just the first. Oh, yeah, no, yeah like just, the first. I we had ideas. Second. We had a first planned out, and then we had ideas. Because remember, this was before, like, I was in the workforce, and I had more time. Yeah, that's true. And I came up with those character profiles. Yeah, that's true. I forgot about with, that. With, like, the height and stuff and the strengths and the weaknesses. We would like to do that. It's still in our kind of, like, backlog of, like, yes, right now it's on the back burner. top projects Until that we, we want to get started. Um, get around to it. But yeah, it. the whiteboard has been sitting there with the stuff written on it for so long that I can't erase it. Like, I came up with the marker or uh, with the eraser to erase it, and it was like, nope, none of, none of this is coming off. It is stuck to that board. It is there. Um, so, because I took a picture of it, because I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this board for something else. And I was like, I guess I'm not using this board. And I put it right back uh, where I had it. Is there stuff and it's staying on it. there. And it will always have our first season when we get that started up. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. A, are you hyped for Dark Phoenix? B, are you not hyped for Dark Phoenix? Are you concerned? C, are you concerned? And D, what do you think? Is it going to flop? Is it going to do well? Is it going to be mediocre? Let us know what you guys are thinking down below in that comment section. 
But Johnny, let's end the podcast talking a little bit about gaming. And I know that Dave would hate if I didn't do a special promo in front of this one that I saved for it is make sure to check out Too Old the Game. If you love gaming, we have a gaming podcast here at MVP. Too Old the Game, myself, Dave Oster, your fearless host, and the Mark Weber, dub them is talk about gaming each and every week. This past week, we talked about the Pokemon, uh, or Pokemon. Uh, Shor- Pokemans. Yeah, Pokemans, the Sword and Shield, Sword and Shield, if I say it correctly. Our reactions to that. We talked about Anthem, little Star Wars games, Kingdom Hearts DLC. It was a fun time. You can go and check that out. Podcast services around the world. You can do it mainly on iTunes and TuneIn Radio for sure. YouTube, MVP, most valuable podcast. But, Johnny, we are talking about a game that you and I love to play, and I'm glad Mm -hmm. that Dave, Mark, and I did not talk about it on Thursday because Dave and I play. Mark isn't really huge into Overwatch. So we are talking about the new hero, Baptiste, who is a support hero. I'm going to basically kind of give our reactions and our thoughts to his entire kit um, and kind of break it down for you guys. So giving you the abilities. So number one, he's got a biotech. Did I say that right? Biotech launcher? Yep, biotech. Um, Or a bionic? No, not bionic. Biotech Biotech launcher. Um, Or biotic. Biotic, that's maybe the right way to say it. Uh, Baptiste's <laughs> three-round burst bio, biotech, that's how I'm going to say it, launcher rewards accuracy and recoil control with successive or six, six, significant. significant damage output. Reading is tough, folks. Um, it also doubles as a healing device, lobbing projectiles that heal allies near the point of impact. Then he has two abilities. He's got the regenerative burst, um, he activates an intense regenerative burst that heals himself and nearby allies over time. He also has an immortality field. Um, it's a device that creates a field that prevents allies from dying. The generator can be destroyed. That is interesting. I'm going to get into that mm-hmm. and some techniques. And then his ultimate is the ampl- amplification matrix where he creates a matrix that doubles the damage and healing effects of friendly projectiles that pass through it, and his passive are the exo boost. By first crouching, Baptiste can jump higher. So, Johnny, before we get into everything about Baptiste, I want you to tell the folks what your first thought to me was after you read through this kit. He gonna get nerfed. Why? I, I and honestly, I didn't think about it before. I'll say this part: I didn't think about the, what I'm going to mention next mm-hmm. before I said that. I didn't think of cooldown times. Yeah, but let's say just average cooldown times. Uh, this uh, it also if you depends watch, on how much healing over time. Yes, that's his true. Regenerative burst does. It depends yeah. on regen burst. Maybe the immortality. Field. You can see at least from the video, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure this, this is fairly accurate. I'm gonna put the page down below so yeah. they can see the exact page um, we're looking from at from the Blizzard website. Yeah, um, playoverwatch.com. I mean, it doubles heal and damage for just mm-hmm. the what is it? The immort- amplification matrix. I get it. That's the Alt, so... You know what's interesting about that, though? Hmm. If I throw that up, if Ana is shooting through it... Yeah. If Moira is healing through it, that amplifies... Like, it amplifies everything. Yeah. Am I wrong? That's so, hey, Ana's going to shoot through it. Her healing does gonna, more. Exactly. Where it's like, hey, put that thing in front... Oh, 
we got a bastion here. I'm gonna. F I could basically, and I'm now comboing here. Here's what I'm thinking about. We're defending the first point on Volskaya, right? Yeah. I've got a little bastion in that little building that I like to hide in. What I'm going to do is, okay, they're coming with their push. In this building, immortality field. You can't die. Matrix in front of you. Go to town, Bastion. Yeah. Go to freaking town. You can't necessarily die. And here's the one thing like that. Uh, hold on. I'm going to go back to it. The immortality field. Mm -hmm. The one thing I'm thinking about first off is kind of a waste if you just straight up throwing that down. You both have full health. Why the hell are you going to stand in, in? I'll say in the video, mm -hmm. it's showing a Bastion shooting him in a Winston. Kind of a waste to just straight up throw that down. It depends on how much damage you're going to take. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, why would you... You don't just stand there and take the damage. Mm -hmm. But, like, to throw that down when you're both at full health, I think is kind of a waste. Now, you, the well, Winston's the, it down to It also depends little. on situations as well. Oh, yeah. The, I, I, I get it. It's all situational. I'm just going off yeah. generally. I see the immortality field, to me... Being the best friend during cap the points. More yeah. so on defense. Where it's like, oh my god, final push. I'm going to throw my immortality field Hell down to see if we can offense, just stay alive. Offensive side of that too. To final stay push, on the point. You, mm -hmm. Like you final push, you throw that thing down so you just you guys can't die. Mm -hmm. I wonder with the, with the healers that we have, and this is just a random, you know me, random mm. thoughts popping in my yeah. head. And I just ask them. Um... The first question we have to always ask is, how does this affect the support group? Mm -hmm. Because, like, at first, when the game first launched, we had Zen, Mercy, Lucio. Then we added Ana. That changed the game. Then we added Moira. That changed the game. Then we added Brigitte. That changed the game. Now we're adding Baptiste. How, in your mind, does this change the support field and who gets mixed around? Because if Baptiste becomes more of a playable support character, how does this change the field of support? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think how you necessarily bring that about. Because Mercy is so useful, she's never going to be. I think she got nerfed down. again, though. She's recently. never going to be truly knocked down, though. That she's res not, is too strong. It is that having even that res with there. How, even with how they've knocked that back to how it used to be, the res is just so useful. I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I haven't played him, and I'm not a big support pl mm -hmm. player because I'm not very good at it. The only support I've ever been able to—you're more to, of a tanky guy. I'm a tank guy. I'm Diva. My top three are Diva. It, it fits your body. Diva. Thank you, Diva, Reinhardt, Arisa. Uh huh. Uh, not in that order. Um, but my um the only the only uh support I've been able to play decently mm -hmm. was honestly Brigitte. Why? Because she's sort of like a tank. Exactly. A lot of damage given. Mm -hmm. A lot of damage given out. Mm -hmm. Heals while you damage. But I mean he's, I'm trying to think how he's going to mess with it because I mean now you don't really need Ana straight, strictly for because he can heal via shot but he mm -hmm. can also actually do damage whereas Ana well, can do his, some damage but not. His healing is the grenade. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, where Ana can actually, I can shoot you with my rifle and heal you. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But he can shoot you with the grenade part of the launcher and heal you, yeah. whereas then he can also turn around and tick, 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 sort of like throw out a soldier thing eventually. Yeah, to enemies. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So it's like you can, honestly, you can throw down that amplification matrix, mm -hmm. and let's say you got a teammate and it's an enemy fighting in behind it, you throw down that matrix, you shoot the enemy, then you shoot your teammate with the grenade launcher, and you... you Amplified mm -hmm. both. 
Yeah, I'm also thinking. I feel like Baptiste so is going to be. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to end that little part of mm-hmm. it was by adding that I think he's kind of, uh, for maybe for a little bit, replace Anna to some degree. Yeah, a little bit. Like they kind of overlap. Also, a thing I'm thinking about too is I could see him being a support depending on what tanks you have. Yes. Because if you look at the tanks, D. Diva has, I'm going to say, a shield. I'm going to use her defense matrix yeah. as a shield. It kind of is. It eats bullets and mm-hmm. shit. Um, Arisa, has everything. A, Arisa has a shield. Yeah. Reinhardt has a shield. Winston has a shield. Fuck it. Technically, Zarya has a shield, although it's kind of a minor shield. It's a shield. bubble. But I'm, yeah. not gonna, I'm not going to count it completely. Let's say you have a team where you're like, I'm a Roadhog main, and I'm a Zarya main, or I'm a Roadhog main, and I'm a wrecking ball main. Then in that case, okay, we don't have one of those shield heroes. Mm-hmm. Let me have a Baptiste so that we yeah. get that immortality that I know it's not an actual shield. Like, And that's another thing, too, is like when I say situational, I kind of feel like Baptiste may become a must, a must hero on capture the point defenses. Yeah. Where, for example, Eichenwald. He will probably be a character where it's like, hey, we can have him for the first point. If we lose that point, get off of it. Switch to but something I mean, else. But I mean, he could also be useful on a payload, too, where it's like, hey, we got to stay on the payload. Immortality matrix to kind of keep their immortality field to try to keep you alive. The thing that is so interesting to me is that they made the immortality field device damageable yeah and for me well it's like a Reese's shield yeah you shoot my the thing if you somehow mm-hmm. get behind me and shoot the thing you can destroy my shield but, not that it's worth no but this one looks I'm like I'm thinking of my uh, power boost yeah the little drum you're th- yeah you're thinking of the drum but like I'm even with this I don't have to get behind you yeah I can just shoot right at it because your field does not block my bullet exactly it just keeps him keeps your like this much tick mm-hmm. of not dying. Or I wonder if, I wonder if so, the big thing, and I'm a Farah main, so that's yeah. why I think of this. Whenever there's a Torbjorn, the biggest thing is, hey, Farah, get the turret. It's my job to get the turret. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this, the immortality matrix, is going to be another thing for a Farah player where it's like, all right, Farah, you got to get it. Hit that thing from above with your rockets to get that health down, so that we can kill these people. Yeah, keep like in in this case. It and shows number here. two, how long does it stay up for? Yeah, the other thing is like, I like I said earlier, it's kind of a waste if you have like full health teammates. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't throw that down because you should be moving around trying to yeah. kill, get the kill so you can get on the point or start moving the payload. Is that just a last-ditch effort? Is he a last-ditch effort kind of hero? I think it's like a, hey, shit, my teammate and I are almost dead. Throw that thing down so they can't kill us off. Mm-hmm. And that one thing I'm wondering, and I doubt it, though, is if it works on shields. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, it can hit the tick down to a certain point on the shield because shields have health, too. Interesting. And I'm wondering, I don't. I have to play the... On the PTR because I just mm-hmm. I, I gotta get the computer set up then first, yeah. uh, but play on the PTR so I can see if it does that because that'd be interesting if like hey Ryan got a shield almost like he's holding let's what's Farah's map uh 
You're trying Anubis. To yeah. Tem- you're like the second temple po- of Anubis. Second point of Anubis. You have that Ryan holding the shield at the very end. Shield's almost down. Baptiste can give it a little bit extra time to mm-hmm. hold that shield so you, they, the rest of the team can pick off the enemies. Yeah, and right now I'm kind of... Same with Arisa, too. I'm kind of looking at... I've pulled up a video by Siegel. Yeah. Um, He was fucking around in the... Um, PT in the PTR with it, mm-hmm. and I'm just kind of looking at maybe some gameplay because that's another thing too is when you get these new heroes, yeah, it takes a, first it takes a while for am I going to play this hero? Then it takes a while for how is this going to fit in? Oh, that is fucking interesting. What? So what he just did here is. So they are on El Dorado, right? Okay. I'm going to map this out because I can't put it. I would love to put it up while we were talking, but I don't want to get flagged. um, Yeah, exactly. By Siegel. Uh, But what he's doing is, so you know on El Dorado where you're, they've just rounded, the truck has just rounded, his team's on defense Mm -hmm. of the payload. And they have just rounded the first turn and they're going towards that kind of um, the first straight and it's got the kind of upper level, usually where like the sniper sit, yeah. or like a torp turret sits. Right before you take that second turn to get into the town square. Well, what he did exactly. Okay. What Down he that little did alleyway was there's a little indentation of the wall. Mm-hmm. He put his immortality field where it's the receptor of it is behind that wall. Oh shit! So in order for the attacking team to get it. They have to get behind that. But also what you think about is that field is up there. So any snipers up there, you can't kill them. You can't kill them while this thing is up. And from what it looks like is I'm looking at Baptiste's health bar because that's who he's playing as. Yeah. The immortality field saves about a bar and a half. Okay. So a bar and a half of a 200... Let's see, how many bars does he have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I'm going to pull out my calculator. Doing math on the podcast. Very entertaining, guys. Um, so let's see, 200 divided by eight. That means a bar is about 25. 25 divided by two. So that's going to be about 37 and a half. Um, if we put it down to actual math, mm-hmm. that's about 37 and a half hit points is what it saves. Not a ton, but, but just enough, enough to keep you around. Just enough. Um, and that I think is, like I said, super interesting. Of uh, also, what just happened is like a Farrah boop. Hey, I'm gonna boop you guys out of the field. Yeah. So, whoop, and then okay, be, we can kill them. That's where Farah, I guess, is gonna mm-hmm. come in and like sort of get like that's gonna yeah, be I where wa- she. I wonder if that's gonna be huge crowd control on like a Farah of like, okay, we gotta try to. Boop them out of that field. It's, have to try it's like to... Farah with, um, uh, what's his name? Sol- well, I can't remember. I can't believe mm-hmm. I forgot. Soldier 76 yeah. via Farah. Mm-hmm. He throws down his thing. You boop him right out of yeah, it. Yeah, out of the healing circle. Yeah, the biotic field. Mm-hmm. Because you want to keep him from actually healing. Mm-hmm. And by the time he gets back over to it, it's o- it's already gone. Ooh, that, that echo boost rem- jump is kind of, ooh, that's cool, too. That's going to be helpful so, in a lot of things. So the whole thing that's with this immortality field, and of course, Siegel is Siegel. Yeah. Um, but another thing, too, is like there's that little alleyway right before the first door in El Dorado. He dropped that thing down. 
And he's like, hey, it's behind. So there's like an L. It's an L-shaped kind of alleyway. Yeah. He dropped it down to where if I'm looking down the alleyway on the other team, the immortality field's there. You can't see the it's all it to me it's going to be about hiding that thing yeah that'd be the best and not just using it in the open yeah it's going to be about hey let me plop this thing down maybe he maybe baptiste is usable in more situations yeah um, because of that um but it'll also be interesting to see if that freaking gets nerfed depending on how long it stays up and uh really how long it stays up and what's cooled down for it is there any other things that you think we need to hit with Baptiste? No, I think we got pretty good. I mean, it's just, it's all going to be dependent on, like, a lot of it's dependent so far on how long some of these things last, mm-hmm. how long his cooldown is to use these things, how long that little generator lasts. Yeah. And now, I mean, yeah, I said, I think he's going to get nerfed. And I think he's going to get nerfed mm-hmm. after a little while in the PTR. Usually that's what happens, yeah. though, right? They go to the PTR, they make their changes, then he goes to quick play. Then they make more changes, and exactly. then they go to competitive. Yeah, because I mean, you're gonna have to you're, you have to find out how well he's gonna do, and if he's gonna be overbear overbearing mm-hmm. like some characters were. And I know some got nerfed that when they first got thrown in. I mm-hmm. think like I think it was Sombra got uh, was super nerfed. She got super nerfed. I thought yeah. it was the opposite way. Who there was someone that like they pulled him out when they pulled him out of PTR and started playing him in there. They yeah, actually got buffed. I. I remember Orisa being totally OP. She was. When she, like, got to competitive. Yeah, she was, was like OP. They had to do more nerfs on her and change her kit a little bit. Yeah. Because it was just that shield and that gun. It was, they made the change with her her gun because it was just like, I can stand behind. I Too loved quick. it because I could stand behind that shield and just and kill everybody. I think they slowed the gun rate down a little mm-hmm. bit, which is what what it was. Because I remember yeah. being able to fire a lot faster, and all of a sudden I started playing Arisa again. It's like, ah, oh, you're firing a little slower. Fire a little slower. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. They nerfed her a little bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be one of the ones, again, where they pull it when he comes out, he's going to get nerfed a little bit. You know what else I'm thinking about? Huh. So I am right now, uh, what's the name of the map? Um, the Lucio map, the Doomfist map. It had Doomfist's fist in the payload. Um, oh, damn. Nepal? Not Nepal. No. Um, shoot, why am Nepal I... Nepal is a cap- the keep the point yeah. one. Um, I'm going to look it up really quick because it's going to bug me now that I can't remember it. Um, it's Lucio's main... Like, Lucio was there. Um, Doom. It had the Doomfist Museum. Fuck, what is the name of that map? Um, yeah, it's gonna bug me now. Nubani, that's it. Oh, okay. So Nubani, it's Arisa as well. Then at the um first cap point, you know how there's that little inside where usually a bastion turret sits. So like any enemies trying to flank from around the point, um, you can kind of get them, or you're so hidden to where it's like, oh, you know, they're gonna get on the point, and I'm just gonna shoot them. I wonder if it's like, okay, Bastion's sitting there, three, two, one, put up the immortality field. That little field thing is hidden, but if anyone's trying to shoot the Bastion, you can't kill it. Mm -hmm. You can't kill the Bastion. In order to get in there to kill the immortality thing, you have to go in with the Bastion, which maybe a tracer can come in, 
throw an ultimate down and kind of zoom out. Oh, you got a good enough tracer. She can go and zip and shoot. Like that. Our friend Drac. As I do bad tracer sound effects. Yeah, our friend Drac is really good with Tracer. He's probably mm. one of those ones that could probably zip in, shoot him a little bit, zip back out, zip in, shoot him a little bit, and just yeah. keep that distraction. Like you say, get mm. on, like you say, Tracer, get on the Bastion. Yeah, or, and he just has to keep going or back and forth. Tracer, get on the Immortality Field. Or that, yeah. Just knock that down, pop, 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 pop. Okay, he's dead. Well, if here's the thing I would say. if it, Sorry. Um, if he gets on the Bastion a little mm-hmm. bit, and his he gets it where his alt charges fast. He's good mm-hmm. at charging his alt with tracer. Yeah, throw it, keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, depending on how long that immortality field lasts. There's an ultimate. Throws the ultimate on the immortality field. Boom! It blows it up and then mm-hmm. hits the probably backlashes on the bastion because my guess is he's gonna throw it right by the bastion. Yeah, I would throw it on the bastion. Eh. See, that's the thing though. If you throw it on the bastion, the bastion might be able to get up and walk far enough away where it doesn't kill the immortality field. But the question is, how long is that field staying up for? We will have yes. these answers on the PTR as Baptiste is still new, and then when he gets thrown into quick play. Anything else you think we haven't hit? Anything at all? Not Overwatch? No, it, Overwatch? It's going to be interesting to find out how he fits in better once we actually get to try him out. Mm-hmm. And actually get to see him. I can't wait to see, see him in how action. he fits in in the competitive scene, too. Because yeah. like, we have that, too, where it's like... Not just us playing at home, how he fits in for the competitive teams for Overwatch as well. Do mm-hmm. we see him being a key player in competitive? But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in the comment section about Baptiste. If you've played him on the PTR, let us know how you think it's kind of feeling with you. You're jiving with them. You're not jiving with them. Let us know what you think also about anything else we talked about. The X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. We also talked about Suicide Squad 2 and Will Smith leaving. Let us know what you think. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, at MostValvePod, at Ricky Widmer, at WarMachine9084. Five. 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 See, I was going to say five, but I thought I was wrong, so then I changed it for War Machine 9085. It'll be right on the card at the beginning of the videos. Also, make sure to give us a rate and review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. And then last but not least for this segment, because we talked about gaming, make sure to check out Too Old to Game also on Most Valuable Podcasts. want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.